Welcome to A Second Helping with Allison Bartow, a wedding photography podcast with a focus on second shooting. Today, I'm reviewing some of the pros and cons of second shooting. So to jump into the pros, the first and the big one is it's a great way to get a lot of experience and in a short amount of time. So if you're booking your own weddings, those are typically months or even years out, whereas you can book a second shooting with very little lead time. I went into 2022 with one wedding booked and ended up shooting 18. I have some lead photographers who have reached out with less than a week before the wedding looking for someone. And with the pandemic, we saw a lot of this, people scrambling to replace second shooters who had positive COVID tests the day of the wedding. So there was definitely an opportunity to add to your calendar. Additionally, it really allows you to develop your skills. So you're going to sharpen your photography skills very quickly if you're shooting a lot because you're going to get used to shooting and pivoting in the fast-paced nature of a wedding day. That's not to say you should be practicing at a wedding. So if you have new gear or new lighting equipment, a new lighting technique, you want to make sure you're practicing that ahead of the wedding day so that you're comfortable with everything on the wedding day. But nothing replaces the experience of actually shooting on a live wedding day. Additionally, you're going to learn how to shoot a lot of variety and look for other angles because most of the day you're trying to shoot something other than what the primary is shooting. So it's a good skill to have because it's just going to make your kind of your eyes better. Also, it's going to give you an exposure to different types of venues. So if you're working with kind of your own sphere and you're getting, you know, referrals from, you know, your former bride sister is referring you or the same two wedding coordinators from your local country clubs keep referring you, you can see where you can end up shooting and kind of getting into, it may be a groove, it may be a rut, but you kind of end up shooting the same thing. Whereas if you're working with different photographers, that can kind of open the world up to you. So Last year, I ran the gamut from a small, intimate backyard wedding, something at a stable, to a traditional local country club, to a ritzy grand ballroom in Center City, Philadelphia. You're also going to experience the pros and cons of different types of locations and venues. And this is going to help you when you're talking to other photographers or even booking your own wedding couples because you just have that experience. So it makes people feel more comfortable when you've actually shot places that they're inquiring about or places similar to it. Another pro is that it can give you exposure to different cultures. So it's going to be easier to book a second shooting gig for a cultural wedding for the first time than it is to book it as a lead if you've never photographed, say, an Indian wedding before. Um, It wasn't a wedding, but I was hired to second shoot a bat mitzvah, and it was a really good experience because no one's going to hire someone to be the lead photographer for a bar or bat mitzvah if they've never photographed one. But if you've second shot or third shot, a bar or bat mitzvah before, you know what to expect. You know how the day is going to unfold and it's really good experience to have. Additionally, there's less prep work for the wedding day. So the lead has, you know, paid to advertise market, gotten the communication from the couple. They've gone back and forth answering questions. They've done that preliminary homework. They've reviewed the couple's questionnaire with the couple. They've probably had a bunch of different Zoom calls and in-person meetings. They've ironed out the timeline. They've potentially made a shot list or the formal portraits list. They can be spending 30 to 80 hours of work per wedding. For us as the second shooters, we're given the finalized timeline and told what time to show up. The day of the wedding, we have less responsibilities. So, you know, 
they're the main act. They're the lead. They're the main photographer. Um, we are the second shooter. We just do not have as many responsibilities. Additionally, our responsibilities end after the wedding. So once it's over, um, we're typically finished. 98% of the time, I'm using the lead photographer's memory card in one of my card slots, and I just hand that back over to them. Every now and then, you may need to shoot on your own card. And in that instance, we would need to you know, go home, download them, and then share them with the lead photographer via Dropbox or WeTransfer or something along those lines. And then you're finished. Um, the lead photographer, they still have a ton of work to do. Another pro is that if you do well, the lead photographer may come to you first for all of their second shooting needs. So if you find someone that you really enjoy shooting with and they enjoy shooting with you as well, it can be really nice because if they get into a good groove, when they book a wedding, they could reach out to you and say, hey, are you available for this date? And they may lock you in for two, three, four weddings and you have those on your calendar well in advance and you can kind of see how your year is going to unfold. So that's a pro. I also think it can be an easy way to make some money in photography. I think it's one of the hardest types of photography, but I find it rewarding. But I also think it's a way to pick up money. I don't know of very many other avenues of photography that you can enjoy and then go out and just start making money from it the way that you can in wedding photography. If you're not sure if you want to do wedding photography full time, this is a great way to dip your toe in and kind of test drive this career. And there aren't too many jobs that you're able to do that. Um, you can go out and do this and kind of see what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. And if it's something that you enjoy, or if you're like, oh, wow, this is a lot of work. Um, I'm sweating. My back is sore. I'm tired. Um, I was stepped on or pushed and who knows what happens. It's not for everybody. So it's a good good opportunity to see what it looks like. And you're also right there seeing the lead photographer do it. So you know what the day looks like for them. Another pro is that you can spend the day being a photographer and not a wedding photography business owner. So it's more responsibility for them. It's their business. It's their couple. They've got the contract with the couple. Um, we're there taking pictures for the lead photographer. Additionally, we're being paid as an independent contractor. So we don't need an EIN number. Um, we don't have all the responsibilities of running a business. We may need fewer tools. We don't need as many paid subscriptions. Um, we don't have as many requirements as the wedding photography business owner. Additionally, we're not paying for advertising and marketing to find couples. Um, if you're solely second shooting, you don't have those expenses. And then lastly, a big thing is you don't have to do any culling or editing. That's all the lead photographer's job. On to the cons. So I would say the biggest con is that you don't own the copyright to your images. You need to discuss with the lead photographer, and this should be in writing, what you can and cannot do with those images and where you're allowed to share them. They may allow you to share them. Most likely, if you are, you do have to credit them. Um, and most of the time, it's only after they've delivered the gallery to the couple. Additionally, the lead will get credit for your images. So you can see some of your best shots getting praised online, but they're going to be branded to the lead photographer because that was their wedding. They own the copyright. Additionally, the rate of pay is lower than if you were the lead photographer. So some people kind of do the math and they're like, whoa, you're making <clears throat> X as a second shooter and the primary is making Y um, and they kind of want to jump into lead shooting right away. So for me, I like I like the role of second shooting. So um, I look at it very differently and I see how that stacks up. It's not exactly apples to apples. 
Um, additionally, it can be a lot of pressure. So it's not for everybody. Second shooting is a lot of pressure. You have to be ready. You have to know what you're doing. You have to be flexible. You have to not take things personally. You need to be able to drop whatever and, and jump in and help if need be. So um, again, that's a pro that you get the chance to experience this to decide if it's for you. But the con is that it can be a lot of pressure and you do want to know that. Additionally, a con is that you don't have the main shot or the primary angle. So the primary is going to be shooting the main shot, the action. They're going to get the best angle. We don't want to be shooting redundant images of what they're shooting. So we want to find, you know, a different angle. And if we can't find a different angle, we want to be aware of, say, their lens and the orientation that they're shooting. So if we're both shooting, say, the recessional, which can be a good example because there aren't many like second angles for that. So a lot of times I'm like shoulder to shoulder with the primary. We're both walking backwards, sometimes with the videographers and all shooting that. But I may ask them ahead of time, you know, how they're going to be shooting it. So if they're going to be shooting it tight, I might go wider. If they're shooting landscape, maybe I'll shoot portrait. So I'm trying to get something slightly different than what they're shooting. Because they're shooting the primary angle most of the day, those shots are always going to be better. So you don't want to give them redundant images, but just of a lesser quality than what they have. So you want to be mindful of that. Our goal is to create additional options for the primary to select from. So we don't want to just have the exact same images. Um, if they're shooting portraits, you're most likely going to want to be there because they might need help, whether it's holding a stand, making sure something doesn't blow over, helping position people, call out names. And then if there is the opportunity shoot, Maybe you're shooting tight shots of like the hands holding the bouquet or family members' hands or reactions or the crowd that isn't being photographed that are waiting to be photographed. So you just want to get those different angles. And that can be hard work because um, sometimes you're juggling. You want to make sure you're servicing the primary photographer, but also not, not just standing there if there isn't enough to do. So, um, you know, you're showing up to the, the big day, but a lot of it is you don't just get to be shooting all of those main shots. Additionally, you don't want to overshoot. And this is a con because it, it's hard work not overshooting. Um, you want to be really mindful of how much you're shooting. And it sounds a little weird, but the big day finally rolls around. It's the wedding day where wedding photographers were there to shoot the wedding. So it makes sense that you just want to have your camera up and be shooting all day. But you want to be mindful that you're not just shooting all day and giving the lead photographer, you know, five, seven thousand images to go through on top of what they're editing. So you want to make sure it's really quality. While your goal is to be photographing the wedding, you just want to be mindful that you're not overshooting. Another con um, is that you typically haven't met the couple prior to the wedding day. If I am associate shooting, maybe I've had a Zoom call with a couple ahead of time. But as the second photographer, I don't know that I've ever, maybe once or twice, um, I've met the couple via Zoom prior to the wedding, but it's very rare. Normally, um, the first time I'm meeting the groom, it's when I show up for groom prep and I quickly introduce myself. Um, I want to establish like a little bit of rapport. I want to put them at ease. Um, I want them to know that I'm competent and I'm going to do a good job. I'm not going to spend like 15 or 20 minutes like bantering or, you know, talking about myself or other weddings. Um, you just want to kind of 
you know, quickly establish a little bit of rapport and then get out of the way and start shooting that groom prep. Um, and then there are times where I don't meet the bride until after the ceremony. And then I'm like introducing myself so she knows who I am. So that can be tough because you are a big part of such a monumental day for someone and you haven't met them yet. Um, so that can be a bit of a con. So I would love to hear from you guys. What are some additional pros and cons that you see as a second shooter? Share those with me. You can email them to allison at allisonbartephotography.com. 